Welcome back to another episode of Ready Comics Roll. Don't forget if you enjoy what you're listening to, to rate, review, and subscribe. Once again, I am a scruffy-looking nerf herder. I'm Mike. I am Grand Admiral Myth John Naruto. And with us today, joining us... Princess Ash? <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Ash, for coming back on with us. I know it's it's been a little while since you've been on, and, uh, you know, we get to now kind of explore the galaxies of, you know, new canon and legends with Star Wars. Now, I can tell you, though, uh, you know, Anthony will not be joining us today, but the beautiful part about that is I Anthony won't... Anthony won't be joining us today. <laughs> well, aside from that, is the fact that I won't have to hear shit about Grey Jedi. Thank God. <laughs> what are those? I'm a little happy for that one, too. <laughs> there you go. See, everyone's unanimous on this. Anthony, fuck your Grey Jedi. Now. <laughs> so, uh, I think this is a good point, and it, it really came about, uh, you know, with stuff that was going on with... The, I don't know if you're familiar with this, and I know I'm rambling and sound ridiculous, but um, there's obviously a uh, a petition out there to strike down and remove uh, The Last Jedi as um, canon. And the thing is, though, I know the, the petition's been out there for a while, but they're actually apparently, like, closing in on the numbers that they need, that their goal is to then submit it to Disney. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. No, no. I, I, I haven't really been paying attention. Because honestly, like, to me, I see the flaws... Of The Last Jedi, but I, I tried to give that movie a little bit of credit, a little bit of leeway, as it were, because in all honesty, they were they, they were dealing with a lot of things going on in the background when it comes to that movie. There was a lot of things going on with the, the cast, the crew, you know, it, it was a very complicated movie for them to make. It was also one of those things where there was no way that the ending of The Force Awakens, I mean, cemented something in people's minds and people had an idea of how that was going to go. And there was no way they were going to be able to live up to those expectations. You know, I mean, J.J. Abrams opened the Pandora's box of things and none of that got really satisfying conclusions in The Last Jedi. But I don't think anything they would have done would have, you know. Well, there, there, there are things that they could have done. And a lot of it has to do with you know, giving Ray an actual backstory, giving us more inclination into the, the, the force, either it being the aspects of something like the living force, like they were doing in uh, Rogue One, or give us something more like the, you know, effective force, kind of like what they did where they, they did the whole Luke Skywalker thing at the end of the movie, but his ability to manipulate the force was a little unsubtle. We'll just, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I think we can agree that when it comes down to new canon, there are things that are pretty decent. Uh, but then there's obviously, like, this is, this is the biggest point that we've really had. And I know, like, people were outraged and had issues when episodes 1, 2, and 3 came out. You know what I mean? And, uh, obviously at that point in time, Lucas stated himself, okay, well, there will not be a, a seven, eight, nine, because he kind of went through that. But the, there were only certain things that fans really kind of wanted to strike out a record. This is, well, <laughs> that Jar Binks. Yeah. Although then p fans started to really do the fan theory of like Darth Jar Jar and his <laughs> things. And the actor came out like a few years later and said, Hey, there might be some truth behind these theories. I don't know if he's just, you know, shoving a stick into a beehive, but it just, that, that's what the, that's what the actors of these characters do. Yeah. They, they, they like they, to, you know, they, listen, if, if my character sucks, I'm going to try to at least bring at least somewhat some notoriety to it even if it is i will get the internet talking theory. about me for at least a day <laughs> yeah right exactly the, the, yeah. the thing that actually has pissed me off the most uh, of everything that has happened in new canon has absolutely nothing to do with metachlorines or well that's the, not new canon that's that's i mean well it is a part of new canon well okay but for the disney cycle of things that have happened the the, the thing that has upset me the most is the replacement of Ray Parks as Darth Maul. I mean, yeah. 
But yeah, I can. Yeah, that man I is can. a ninja. I don't care. You don't replace him. I do like Sam Witwer though a lot. Though yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know I love Sam Witwer as an as an actor, but I, I I'm sorry, but like Ray Park. No, he he. <laughs> I mean, he goes to cons and he still does backflips and shit just to kind of show off that he is Maul. You know. I saw him at Celebration 2017, which was very, it was very entertaining. Did, and did he do the classic Ray Park stuff where he kind of like cleared yeah. a circle and you thought he was going to break dance, but really he was just doing like flips and shit? Yeah. I mean, he was, he was flipping around a lot. Exactly. And that's no, what's man, great about He's him. a human ninja. Like he's, he's a ninja. No, he is. He, he's a very talented athlete. guy. He does everything yeah. like that. That's why no one can strike down Maul. Like that's why I'm saying that even in episodes one, two, and three, I don't think we've ever seen fans go, hey, listen, you know, that we want to strike out parts and say, hey, we don't want this a part of canon, but never like a complete movie. We're now at that point where fans are writing petitions we, and getting numbers. Did we not riot against Clone Wars? I thought we, we didn't. rioted against Clone Wars. I don't, I, think, I don't remember. I think hey, riots, I love Clone Wars. Like- I didn't I didn't in the beginning, though. I'll I'll, yeah. gi- I'll give you that. I hated it in the beginning, but I like it now. A lot. Oh, no, I mean, like, I love the animated I, series. The animated stuff. series that it spawned was fantastic. And oh, you're talking about Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, which, Attack of the Clones. Sorry, which I cannot that's defend. That's episode two. Episode two sorry. Yeah, episode two, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, I can't defend that one. <laughs> but it, it, it did. It spawned a great series, and uh, the fact that they've kind of gone a long way with uh, how they want to usher things through those intermediate stories are great. But, as I was saying, I don't think we've ever gotten to a point, even with Attack of the Clones... That we've gotten to this point where people are so outraged by a movie that they want to literally strike it out of canon as a whole. Like every yeah. bit of the movie, they want to go remove it, redo it, scrap it. That never you're, happened. You're just saying as far as Star Wars goes, right? Yes. I, I can think of a few times where this has happened with other movie franchises. But no, I, I, I'm talking about Star Wars specifically. <laughs> Stay on task with that. And I mean, it, it, realistically, even Solo was it was almost to that point where people are like, you know, get this fucking piece of crap out of here too. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars is in such a is a weird weird spot right now. They made a movie that about 50 percent of the people who saw it didn't like. If you're going just right. by, if you're if generously, if you're generously saying that, you know, I do a star. I have a Star Wars podcast, and I talk to lots of Star Wars people, and a lot of the people in like the quote unquote Star Wars spaces online like the Last Jedi, at least in the circles I run in. But every person I've talked to in my real life hates the movie, <laughs> and it's it's just, yeah. it's one of those things that has never happened with a Star Wars movie before. There's been things like Batman v Superman and stuff like that where I was like, okay, everyone in my immediate circle thought this movie was a piece of crap. Whether you think it is doesn't really matter, you know. But um, but that was the first time, like, one of these major blockbuster films, everyone in my immediate circle, like my family, my friends, uh, people I just hung out with were like, this movie's a piece of garbage. And it kind of just made me take a step back and go, oh, wow, people really didn't like this movie. And you can craft whatever online narrative that's Russian bots or whatever you want to do to make yourself sleep at night. But the reality is they made a movie that a lot of people didn't like. And then six months later, they made Solo, which a lot of people didn't like. (laughs) And myself included in that. So they're like in a very weird spot right now. Uh, And as somebody who's a Star Wars content creator, it's been really weird this past year to kind of stay positive about it sometimes. Well, and that, that's a really good point because I think at this point with the fact that the, the failure with Solo, the failure with The Last Jedi, the fact that there's so overwhelmingly like people are so outraged by this that I think even with uh, hands being changed for episode nine to try to like try to clear some stuff up that it's it's even going to possibly carry into that and hinder some of its box office because of the fact that people may still have this bad taste in their mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I mean, you saw... It's not really fair to compare the box office of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, because The Force Awakens was an event. You know, Star Wars was coming back. It had been 10 years. Yes. You know, it's... Absolutely. So it's, so it's really not fair to compare... The Last Jedi still did very good box office. Any movie that can get into the billion-dollar club is in, is in good business. Um, but I think we're going to... I think we're going to see a decline with episode nine for sure. I mean, Last Jedi, oh, Last Jedi made so many people go, I don't like Star Wars anymore. And we saw that right. with Solo. Solo bombed. Like by all metrics, Solo did not do very well. What it had like a, it had like a $400 million budget after everything with the reshoots and it only made like $410 million or something like that worldwide. It's crazy. And, but the, that's the thing though too, because uh, how much can that, it, it's, it's like anything else. If you watch a season of something, 
Okay, and it's a really good, it's just like anything else. Movie one is what grabs you. Movie two, if it doesn't sustain your, your, your appetite for it, then you see even further drop off. So it's like you, you partially a fact that, aside from the fact that Solo was not a good movie, there were, there were things that I didn't dislike about the movie, but overall it was not a satisfying movie. The, how much was because of Last Jedi, that had hindered Solo, and now between the two of them, how much is that going to impact the final movie? You yeah. Know what I mean? In the in the series, which is horrible because if you look at, I, I was a big fan of um, Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was a great movie. You know, and the, the funny thing to me is like I'm gonna I, I I will say that Rogue One was a good movie, but I, Rogue One left me kind of in a weird place, like just. It didn't sit right with me. There were just aspects of it that, for some odd reason, just didn't sit right. And I don't know if that was just the fact that I couldn't get behind a lot of the cast because I was like, eh. Like, the emotional range on some people just felt kind of blank. That's fair. <laughs> My The thing, and I, I've narrowed it down to exactly why I like Rogue One because it, it's, it's really funny for people to hear from me at, at all to hear anything where I'm all like, yeah, a rebellion movie, you know, it, is good because I'm, I'm pro Empire, pro Sith. But when it comes down to Rogue One, I really enjoyed it because of the fact that it, it actually reminds me, uh, in part to my favorite, uh, Gundam series which was eighth ms team because it was short one-off like unsung heroes you didn't have all these other crazy main plot heroes like it was literally the soldiers in the back and they're finally getting their stories being kind of told in these major events uh which for me i was just like this is the the one-off series that i kind of want to see oh i know why i was disappointed because i didn't get to see many bothans die Fair, but I think that's that was the other the Death, Death Star. Star. <laughs> yeah, that's that, the second Death Star. Second yes. Death Star. So we, we we can wait for that movie. <laughs> when do we get Rogue Two? And I want to see many Bothans die. You know, just the other day, me and my co-host for my Star Wars show were making a joke about how we need Bothan a Star Wars story. <laughs> yes, right. I will say, I will say, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Full stop. And I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but I adore Rogue One. Uh, on just about every level. There's not a second out of that movie that I don't like. Uh, and that's partially, that movie is mainly why I maintain kind of a positivity about the future of Disney slash Star Wars. Um, because I think they knocked it out of the park with that. I think the problem with the, I think what's pro- being called the sequel trilogy, at least being referred to as such on the internets, is, um, it, they did not handle any of the legacy characters well. So Han, Luke, Leia, uh, uh, Lando, it remains to be seen. Well, that, that, that's been that's kind of been a unanimous agreement among f- uh, fans, longstanding of the series, and even some of the newer fans. I, I think that they've, thus far, if there is a redeeming quality about Solo, it is uh, Donald Glover playing Lando. Like, Le- yeah. Lando in that movie, to me, was quintessentially him. It was done spectacularly. Like, I really enjoyed that. I, aren't they supposed to be doing a solo, like a... A, uh, a Lando story? A Lando story. Maybe they were at some point, but they've canceled all of their spinoff movies after Solo. Well, yeah. I, as, far as, as far as I know, the, the Lando series wasn't supposed to be a movie. It was supposed to be either a Netflix series or their own uh, Disney streaming network series. Okay. Well, uh, the only thing that I know... And I think it was supposed to be animated with Donald Glover doing the voice. The only thing that I know is that's still supposed to be going through, obviously, is like Mandalorian. And uh, the yeah. Cassian Andor so. show. Mandalorian. That's the, that's the other Disney Plus Star Wars show that's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I am unreasonably excited about. Um, no, I'm really excited because to me it almost seems like since they can't – in I, I'm putting it out there. I, I'm I'm simply stating this and I know, you know, Ash, we've, we've had a short discussion about this like offcast, but it, it's still marked with Disney. It's still doing what it is even if it is Lucasfilms, but the, the – Disney ha- I don't think has been necessarily handling all the property – for Star Wars super well, and that's case in point with what they've released with Solo and uh, The Last Jedi. But then there's certain things that I think that they're doing pretty well with. And that's basically the things that seem to be staying away from the major continuity 
of it in doing like the side stuff yeah. um seemed to be doing better. Rebels Rebels was really good except for and I agree with Anthony Aside from the near the ending with the timey wimey, you know stuff yeah. that they did, uh, Rebels was good. Um, I haven't seen all of it. I really do need to, um, but I it hurts me to watch it because it's Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> Rebel scum. <laughs> Rebel scum. But obviously, there's a lot of other things. The fact that it really highlights Vader a lot more in there. The fact that you actually have one of my favorite characters of all time, Thrawn. Um, although I don't like. It, it, it's it's hard for me to really get behind it because of the fact that now he's like gone and when are they going to like they basically are like hey we can pull this character back at some point but all the stuff that he's supposed to be doing during this time frame leading up till you know quote unquote old legend stuff uh now it's like eh, well where 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 is he gone you know, where is he doing you know yeah right there's yeah that's the, that's that's the main that's the main thing with that character i will say yeah, I, abs- yeah. I absolutely agree with you on that i think the best the reason i will defend quote unquote new canon right and i'm also an old school legends fan as well so i've i've read a lot of the old legends stuff and it was really hard in 2014 when they were like nope all those books you love they don't count anymore but i will say that the best things that i've consumed with new star wars hasn't necessarily been the movies it's been rebels it's been books and comics and all these other kind of ancillary things or books that fo- like the thrawn novels i really enjoyed thrawn uh oh gosh thrawn and i can't remember what the second one is called alliances that's what it's called yeah um the young leia book uh the bloodline book if you don't know that's about the galaxy finding out that uh leia is darth vader's daughter and those books have handled those legacy characters better than the movies have but they've also done crazy stuff like the aftermath trilogy which has nothing to do with you know the original trio except it in they're in there a little bit they've done stuff like inferno squad and the battlefront 2 uh story campaign which as much as i hate that game the story mode is is really really good and i think that's where they need to find their kind of their spot their i think niche. that's where yeah, yeah that's what they need to start absolutely doing. i completely agree with you and the, the thing was too is what what really com- got me to go hey listen uh, all the points you were making right there a lot of the stuff in the novels a lot of stuff in the comics i still think that they're doing a lot of really good stuff in that uh inferno squadron uh my buddy uh will who's actually been on the cast before as well um for star wars and other stuff when we've talked it he he was the one who used to tell me when when inferno squad and stuff like that came out and told me about that stuff which is funny that i haven't even or at least it's a little bit uh you know i guess hurtful to me that i haven't picked up those books yet like it's kind of a stain oh inferno squad is so good because it it does you know have those uh the uh, empire stuff although ending and where they go, spoilers, fuck you. No. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, that's, that's what gives me hope for this is once we can kind of, I understand why the sequel trilogy needs to exist in the way that it does. It's never personally grabbed me as much as I think I want, I wanted it to. I really liked The Force Awakens, but it's one of those movies that like, you know, there's some movies you watch over and over again and you get something new out of them every time you watch them. But every time I watch The Force Awakens, I like it less. So yeah. it, it's one of those things that I just kind of avoid these days because I know I'm just going to go walk away with like, oh, there's another nitpick. There's another thing. But I think like the fair, true fair. the true great stuff of the new canon has been the kind of ancillary stuff. Rebels fair. in particular yeah. is my favorite thing. That's Rebels and Inferno Squad are my favorite things right. that have come out. Right. Yeah. I think, like I said, they, they've done a really good job at making sure that the comics and the novels have done really well. They brought in really great writers for that and the fact that they're filling in those gaps for it. I understand, too, about, um, you know, changing up with continuity. Like, it, no one, I think, who is a, a, a Legends fan can go back and be like, you know, the continuity for that wasn't perfect because there were, at points things that slipped through that kind of messed up continuity of it. And there were problems way, for sure. Exactly. There there were this is now Disney's way of kind of going back and being like, "Hey, listen, we know that people didn't like the fact that there were some wonkiness in the canon. We want to kind of redo this." Um I guess as we were going, you know, one 
see, I don't find anything Disney is doing necessarily as anything super new. I find it more as a retelling of certain stories, but maybe a little bit sharper, like it's version 2.0 for certain things. You know what I mean? Because you even look yeah. at the parallel between what they're doing with uh, Ray and Kylo and stuff like that, and you can parallel that to that with uh, Jason Solo. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't think they're ever going to pull in the Yuzhan Vong, but... Oh, that, that's I would be very surprised. I think, you know, honestly, people got very, very mad at them for doing that, for getting rid of Legends. But from the beginning, I was like, they have to get rid of it. It's too convoluted at this point. Unless they said it 2,000 years after the events of A New Hope, there's no way they can get away with, with not completely wiping the slate clean. So I wasn't necessarily mad at them. And I agree with you. I think New Canon has taken a lot of those stories and kind of trimmed them down. Um, and added elements to them, like, you know, you've, I was a big fan, personally, of the, uh, the Rogue and Wraith Squadron books, and they put little nods and winks to Rogue and Wraith Squadron, um, in Aftermath, and so instead of, right. instead of a, a Wraith Squadron, it's Phantom Squadron, it's still led by Wedge Antilles and all that stuff, so, you know, there's a part of me that's always gonna miss that stuff, because I, lo- I grew up on it, and I love it, but, at the right. same time, it's like, I understand why you had to kill it, you know? <laughs> there were, you, you didn't yeah. really have much of a choice with that. But. No, fair. I, I think I think what it comes down to is the fact that as much as we can gripe about certain things about new canon, we find the value in, in you know, being able to, to reorganize and kind of restructure it. And as long as they're doing nods to certain things or at least kind of they, – they, they still have the window. The, the hope is there that they have these windows where they can actually pull in things and cherry pick from Legends to kind of pull into new canon yeah. and make it acceptable. Case in point, when they were in Clone Wars uh, and stuff like that, where they actually pulled over uh, Darth Bane and they made him canon again. Now, they didn't necessarily make all of Bane's continuity into new canon, but they they at least pulled this very important character who is embedded into the Sith into what we know as canon, which at least fans are like, thank God they at least kept the rule of two, they at least kept the maker of the rule of two, you know? Yeah, and I mean, and you also had stuff like Thrawn, you know, as well, that they brought back in because, you know, they re- they recognized that people really loved that character. And, re- I mean, re- there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Thrawn fans, myself included. He's my favorite Star Wars villain. And as much as I have my little gripes and complaints about Thrawn and how he was depicted in Rebels, the fact that he's back is just amazing. The fact that they brought back this character that they really didn't need to bring back, that they just did because the fans love him so much. You know? Oh, no. Now it, bring back Mara Jade and I'll I'll never complain about anything ever again. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that's fair, but I, I think they've kind of gone too far beyond to 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 do anything with Mara Jade, but Oh yeah, no, she's never coming back. I I've I I've horrible. accepted it. <laughs> I know. That that is a sad thing because I thought that was always a, a really great story of, you know, having uh <laughs> an Imperial hand you know what I mean? Fall in love with the uh, uh, the leader of the Jedi Order. You know? Yeah, it was. Man, I'm gonna go reread some Legends books after this. There you oh. go. See, I know this is the thing. Now, I, I kind of want to get back to stuff that they came up with new canon and whatnot because I kind of want to get everybody's feel on certain things. Um, you know, it, it it's been out for a while, and how did you feel, or do you have any kind of ideas with like Snoke? Did you, did, how did you feel about like the 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 come up with him? The did you have any kind of like underwhelmed feelings when they introduced him finally and then kind of ended the way it did? Like I kind of want to know both you and Ash's opinion on this. Oh, Snoke. <laughs> oh, Snoke. <laughs> yeah. About that whole thing. There wasn't much of it. No, there isn't. Even, even even if you go back and you you read some of the comics and some of the the, the books that kind of were supposed to fill that gap, uh, like Resistance is supposed to be doing, um, it aftermath was yeah, where aftermath were, where um, a lot of people were trying to draw stuff for Snoke. There's there's not a lot. Like you you still don't really get an idea of what he like. You get a backstory for him, but it doesn't really explain. Kind of. Yeah. Do, do we yeah, get a backstory is... for him? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I, I'm still, I, I think because I haven't necessarily read all the novels. So, you know, if, if anyone's listening to this, let it, know, let us know in the comments below or kind of tweet it to us or something like that to maybe correct us. But uh, I know everyone was kind of leaning towards one character being Snoke. I don't know if that was fully established. I, know I mean, that ev- everybody out- and their mom was Snoke at one point. Exactly. Yeah, it, you know? it was literally. It was literally. Uh, who's the guest of the week? Um, exactly. We're gonna go with Ezra from Rebels. Right. Like, it's Mace Windu. Pretty- like for some reason. It was the first youngling that Anakin struck down. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. the stormtrooper that bumped his head. Like it, it, it was. It was literally everybody: their uncle, their plumber, and their the guy that does their hair. Right. Like yeah, it, it was, was ridiculous. <laughs> it's Obi Wan Kenobi somehow. <laughs> The the only his evil side it's it was his dark side yeah it came the, back the only actual like they, continuity answer him... that we ever got was we got that he's from a planet and I don't even remember the name that of is the that is planet. that is that's that it. is brilliantly accurate. that's like I, literally I that. it like they give us the planet no. of origin for Snoke and then did they yeah in in aftermath I think I think it was in aftermath or it was in resistance it was one okay. of the two because I, I I forget his name in aftermath but I think it was one of the admirals or something like that something Rex I think was the, Gallius the character Rex. that a lot of Gallius Rex was the person that a lot of people were leaning towards as the person who's probably Snoke uh, and again I don't yeah. I can't confirm that that was the that was the one that I was kind of if he was going to be anybody I figured it might be Gallius Rex. But at the same time, I, to be honest, I never cared about Snoke, you know, because I figured that I, I knew like the main villain of this trilogy was, it's the same way that I've never personally cared for uh, Emperor Palpatine until the prequels came out. And I was like, okay, now I kind of like you. Well, first they- off, wait, wait, wait. So we're, we're getting into this though, because realistically, like Palpatine was always the big bad. He was always doing that stuff because technically, you know, through episode four, five, and six, Anakin or Darth Vader was technically always the hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. Uh. Well, you look at it. If it wasn't for him throwing Sidious over the ledge, then technically, you know, we wouldn't have an end to that. You know what I mean? Like Luke really didn't necessarily stop everything. It was, it was Vader. So yeah, Vader's the chosen he's one. the hero. Yeah. He's the chosen one. Um, but I, I will, I will say, I'm, I'm trying to point out <laughs> the, um, what they tried to do in Last Jedi with Snoke was the problem that I have with the entirety of Last Jedi is all of this subverting expectations nonsense and making narratively terrible decisions and then defending those decisions by saying it was subverting expectations, right? Like, like Luke going up against Kylo Ren and all that stuff where it's not, it's not necessarily a satisfying thing. Uh, to have Snoke go out the way that he did. There is that kind of shock where you're like, oh my gosh, Kylo Ren just killed Snoke. Like, what the heck? And, 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 but then you start to like think about it and you watch the movie more and you go, that's not very satisfying. He's not supposed to kill. I mean, Kylo Ren hasn't gone on enough of a personal journey to, and their, their relationship, Snoke and Kylo Ren's, has not been uh, established enough to make him killing him satisfying. You know, it's, he just kind of does it. The, the only thing that I can equate to them doing what they did, and I'm not going to necessarily say this was a good thing or not, uh, cause obviously we got what we came out with, so technically it was a bad thing, but I think, <laughs> the, I think, <laughs> I, I like how I contradict myself right there. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, the idea of what they wanted to do with Snoke was obviously have that almost Sidious type of thing, but they, they went in really hard way too early and did that. Um, because I mean, look at, look at how they did in, in the movies. Like they're, they're introducing this guy through a uh, hollow net. And then in the next movie, you finally get to see him or something like that, where that normally happened in the last like two movies for the original trilogy, the Holy Trilogy. Let's just make sure we put that out there. That uh, <laughs> they 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 did what people were theorizing for a while, which was uh, that fanfic of going, "What if Vader didn't side with Luke? What if he didn't throw Big Papa Palpatine off that bridge? You know what Big- I mean? What if he stayed with that? Or what if he came in and destroyed uh, the Emperor and Rose?" to prominence like that that's the only thing that i can think of is they're like hey these these fanfics that people put out there let's push this on you know 
uh, Ben Solo. I mean, yeah, it's just it's also one of those things. It's like you can infer that Snoke was manipulating Ben Solo for for his entire life. You know, you know, based on things that Leia says. Because in the Force Awakens, Han when Han rolls up, he's like, you know, I'm sorry, I failed our son, and she's like, no, it was Snoke. He manipulated our son and turned him to the dark side. Yada yada yada. But that's not like. Right expanded on enough to make it again to make it kind of that relationship satisfying when he finally does kill him it should have been saved for the third movie you know the reason that the the vader thing works in the third movie is because they spent the entirety of the empire strikes back and return of the jedi setting up the dynamic between luke and vader more particular more specifically um in return of the jedi where they're setting up the more kind of emotional connection that those two characters have and that's why it's so satisfying when, when not luke when vader looks at his son and looks at Palpatine and looks at his son and looks at Palpatine and makes a decision and, you know, decides to do the right thing. And, and that's what makes that, that's what makes that so cool, but it doesn't work with Snoke. That's the problem. It also felt like, you know, when you're watching the Holy Trilogy that even, even with Sidious kind of having as small of actual screen time as he did, you felt like you kind of got more out of that performance more out of what the emperor was planning more about what that role was for like himself and for vader compared to what you got with snoke snoke for whatever reason felt like it was super quick dropped and you know to the ground but you know through his stomach do anything with him and that's 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 kind of my point like snoke was just there as the, like, hey, look, we have a new big bad. Oh, wait. No, fuck that. We, we don't want him to be the big bad. Yeah. We're not going to do that. And, and it was literally, like, every single thing that they did in, in Last Jedi was just to curb the whole fan theory bullshit. Like, they literally went against every fan theory that came out. I literally think they waited to write the script of that movie like they filmed certain scenes of it, but they hadn't actually written the the core script until after all the fan theories were out. They they literally waited for all the fan theories. I mean, yeah, I mean that's the problem. That's that is the it's kind of what I was saying earlier. It is um it, there's kind of this fundamental problem with the Last Jedi in that it's it it, it sacrifices the story for the sake of exp- <laughs> it, what, what is the word that I'm looking for? Oh my subverting. gosh, subverting. Thank you. Oh my gosh, yeah, subverting, subverting expectations. Ex- that were I sorry my brain just turned off for a second. Um, it it, it sacrifices well, the, the story for the sake of subverting you know expectations. Snoke, so therefore, click no, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly right. Like it, it's the last Jedi has a lot of problems. I mean, like you, the whole Holdo thing is annoying, and 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 Ray's interact. I mean, I I'm not necessarily a fan of what they did with Luke Skywalker, but I was never that big of a Luke Skywalker fan, so it didn't bother me. But there, there's certain things in The Last Jedi where I'm like, I get why people hate it so much. I don't necessarily hate it. But there's, but Snoke is one of those things where I'm just like, I could care less about this character. And it's like, you're wasting my, wasting my time with this B storyline with Snoke when it's like, okay, do something more interesting with Kylo Ren other than have him be like, here's a girl that I like and maybe I'll turn to the light side again. But oh no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to lead the first order and throw a temper tantrum, you know? Right. It's high school crush. It's, yeah. And the thing that kills me, the thing that kills me most about it is it's, it's like they're trying to write this weird, like, cross, like, Romeo and Juliet in space <laughs> thing going on. Like, which can really work. It, 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 it could, can. it could work, but they're not doing it correctly. Yeah. No, I, no, I mean, no. I wasn't There's, a- compare it to the great cinematic romance that is Han and Leia. And, and yeah, it doesn't even, it doesn't even compare. I love you. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I I actually I actually remember seeing something and they came out with the the, the whole story about that and they were like Lucas filmed uh, two different versions of that scene. One where one where one, Harrison Ford stayed on script and actually said I love you back. No and- no no. He uh <laughs> what he what he says is oh man I can't believe he I says exactly what he, he says. Remember that I. Uh, he says, "Remember that." Oh because yeah, I'll remember be back that. For I'll be back. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. And then the improv line that Harrison Ford actually did, which is, "I know." <laughs> and then they they tested that. Went out there. It they it tested so well that he didn't even bother testing the original lines of the script and said, "Yep, let's go with this." <laughs> like that's great. 
I made an entire video essay about why that scene works on like a fundamental level because uh, I love yeah. that scene so much. It's my, fa- it's one of my favorite scenes in just film I, history. I think that's the truest love scene that I've ever seen that uh, is true to the character. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like you didn't have to give this gushiness of like I love you, I love you too. No, 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 no. Like. Han, no matter what, is a cocky asshole. Like, he's so conceited and narcissistic. Like, you expect him to say, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great. So, so here's, here's another thing. Since we're kind of like killing Snoke, just like Kylo did, um, <laughs> I, I have something else to kind of bring up to you guys. If, if there's something, is there something in Legends? that you would love to see them bring into a new canon that they haven't like already, or maybe even that they slightly touched on or something like that. Is there something that you would like to see? Dash Rendar. Easy. They already brought a ship in. Yeah. He is. I'm, I'm, I'm about to make your day because Dash Rendar is now canon. When? In a book, in a tie-in book to Solo, Dash is in the book. He's referenced. Oh, oh, pick something else. Damn it. <laughs> no, that's good to know, though, because I think the last time they talked about it is obviously they brought in Dash's ship, but they yeah. hadn't brought in Dash Rendar yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, does that mean they also brought in IG-88? Because that would be my second one. <laughs> he's already canon, I think. Because he, he's, he's in Empire. The Empire Strikes oh, Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mine would be more Jade, obviously, because I said that earlier, but a more realistic one, because I don't think they're ever bringing Mara Jade back at this point. And I don't know if I necessarily want them to. My, uh, my more reasonable pick would be Rogue and Wraith Squadron. Just those yeah. characters. Except for right. maybe Corrin Horn. I mean, those characters like Tycho Selchu and, and Wes Jansen, who are canon technically, but not the, the Rogue Squadron version of them. You know, cause I, I like Wedge Antilles enough. I named my dog Wedge. You know, I love those books. Um, and I would really like to see that be translated into new canon in some form or fashion. And we're getting a book called Alphabet Squadron this year. That's like, no. an, that's like a, that's like a, pilot's book right so, because it's just like all the wings yeah yeah uh i think for me one they've kind of already filled fulfilled like at least they brought my character in because as i've said before thrawn by far is one of my favorite characters of all time i i think that people truly don't even fully understand um that character and kind of like what he means or diehard fans definitely do but, like, casual fans do not understand the depths of, like, that character and what he means to, like, the Star Wars main continuity of things. Um, so they've they've already brought in that. But I, I think if I had to say anything else, I, I think from, like, the Legacy era, uh, I was a big fan of, like, Darth Crate. So oh, yeah? I, yeah, like, I, I was – I loved his story, the fact that he's kind of gone over all these generations. Like, he played a true – a Sith game of playing things really slow until he had to. Um, and with him doing that and bringing, you know, the rule of the one, like he's always been one of those Sith that I really liked that has always kind of been controversial as well. Yeah. No, I'd love to see, I'd love to see some of that, that kind of not necessarily weirder stuff, but some of that Sith stuff. I feel like the movies have not expanded on the Sith nearly as much as, you know, I would like them to. I would oh, love yeah. to see, I would love to see a movie with like just just Sith lords. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A Darth Bane movie would be very, very cool, but I don't know if we'll actually ever get that or something in in that kind of similar vein. Maybe at the height of the Sith Empire. Um, yeah, there's tons of those characters that you could pull that are super fun, and you know, people pe- people have a real real attachment to them, and specifically the old Republic era in general. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of people, if they had to pick any era that they want to bring back into canon, uh, just as it is, would be the Old Republic, just because there's so much stuff in it. There's so many different species. There's so much great storyline that doesn't necessarily affect the main continuity of things, but lays down that groundwork to have a great story or at least fills in those great yeah. gaps. I know uh, one of our friends, uh, Brian, he he probably would say that if he had to choose one thing to be like real canon. Mandalorian War era. <laughs> well, Mandalorian War. No, but I'm saying he would he would love to either see uh, Revan yeah. 
or Exarcoon. Ooh, ooh, I would really like to see Exarcoon. I'm not a Revan fan, but I'm not a fa- actually I'm not a fan of the interpretation of Revan that the internet has seemed to. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. No, that's, yeah, that, I, I completely it, agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I I like Revan, but yeah. I mean, if if there was a if there was an individual era that we had to pick, I mean, I think definitely Kotor would probably get the most responses. Oh, absolutely. I think we know a few people who would probably have a hard time disagree or you know disagreeing with that, but would want to still say Yuzhan Vong era. Me, I I honestly I think that the um, I, I don't want to say the New Jedi Order era because that's technically where they're going but not really yeah but we're talking about like legends version of new new jedi new republic yeah era um the the second incarnation of the empire that existed in the new jedi era the remnants yeah the remnants i would i would love to see that happen uh well because there were a lot of different factions like the Shadow Hand, the or, Black Suns. Well, yeah. Black Suns was uh, technically more the uh, crime syndicate, yeah. but you had the seven. Oh, you mean the seven the, pointed star, yeah. like actual Imperial Imperial remnants, faction, yeah. Imperial remnants, and then until you get to Ronan Fell in the Fell Empire, uh, which again, I, I I only know as much as I do about the Fell Empire because it has to do with Darth Crate, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I liked the Legacy era. It was wonky as shit, but I liked the Legacy era as well. Yeah. There's but. there's definitely some real gems in it. I will say The Old Republic is not my personal favorite period of Star Wars, but there definitely is things that I would really like to see them bring into it. Oh, yeah. You know? There, there's... Uh, but that's the thing about Legends. When you pull in stuff from Legends to go into, like, the new continuity, uh, like, there, there's a lot of gold that you can bring through. And I think this is going to get my last question before we kind of roll out and everything like that. This might be a little bit harder of a question to ask, or not to ask, but to answer. Is there a species that you would really like to see for them to come into, like, new canon? Man. I can't oh, remember I, the names of anything. Honestly, it's not so much a species that's not in, like, they're, they're already in canon. I just want to see more of them. Okay. Because we, we've only ever gotten one main one on screen, and that's the Keldor. Oh, you know yes, I agree with this. I love Keldor. Oh, Keldor are some of my, first off, I, I have this whole thing, and Mike knows it. The Keldor, to me, are the closest thing to what, like, the actual Jedi of the era, you know what I mean? Like how they conduct themselves, what they do, their justice, their balance. Uh, I mean, even their ability to, to utilize the light side and stuff like that. It's closer to the original Jedi. And I respect that species more than anything else. And they're the only reasons why I actually go, okay, the Jedi aren't that bad. <laughs> yeah, Plo Koon's my favorite prequel era Jedi. I Hell love Plo Koon. yeah, Ash, that's my girl. <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so, I'm so pissed at the ending of Revenge of the Sith, mainly because of the the him actually dying during Order sixty six. Because in in the actual like novels prior to that, he was supposed to survive. And kind of go on and go back home and do a whole bunch of stuff with other Keldor and there was supposed to be other stuff going on, but... My, my biggest thing about the gripe with the killing off of Plowcoon was the fact that they killed him off in a Starfighter when, if you know anything about Plowcoon, the two things that he's known for is being an investigator and a pilot. <laughs> like, what? I hate you. Don't kill him in a Starfighter. Like, he's gonna rock you in a Starfighter. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Ash, yeah. do you have a specific, like, species or... or uh, I... I mean, you can expand a little bit, like, uh, movement, like the Mandalorians, in a sense, you know? Mandalorians is definitely one of them, and I think that we, with the TV show uh, coming up, <laughs> that we're going to get expanded on that, so I'll try to think of something a little bit different than that. I would really like to see... I would really like to see just more aliens in general as, like, right. main characters. One of my favorite parts about Rebels is, like, the main... Two of the main characters were a, a, a Lasat and a Twi'lek. Uh, I also okay. really like Twi'leks. So I'd like to see more of that kind of things. I can't remember the name of any species off the top of my head except for, like, Tigruta and Twi'lek and stuff like that. You know, that, that's fair. Like I said, I knew it was kind of a, a, it was a spur-of-the-moment kind of thing. Yeah. Honestly, um, I do have an answer for that, and that would be the Mirluka. 
Okay, because they haven't really they haven't really brought them back. Yeah, that was like a Kotor thing. Yeah, that, that they was really specifically like, them. oh, we're only going to bring this in for this one game. So what I think would be great if in I still think that they could tie it into a new canon because it would be playing off of again that retelling of uh, stuff that they've already done. But I would love for them to bring back like the actual old Sith race, having the Masasi and the Kasai and stuff like that, and like. In this modern era, you could have even really cool. further mutated Masasi, you know what I mean, that the main characters have to deal with because it's like, hey, Sith faction, dark side, great creatures. You don't have to necessarily pin them to be a major antagonist, but you can kind of almost give it like a, a dealing with a rancor type of feel, you know, feel. You know what I mean? Like this is something that's deadly. It's something spur of the moment. They're trying to look for something, and then John you know. wants a John wants a crate dragon as a main character of the story. <laughs> I love crate dragons too. <laughs> Their pearls are valuable, okay, <laughs> and they make excellent crystals for fucking lightsabers. <laughs> I th- I just think that Star Wars has the potential to do some kind of crazy stuff. That's why I want to kind of see a alien main character. Like I was so blown away when Rebels happened, and it's like the main character's a Twi'lek. What's happening? One of the main characters, yeah. anyway. Right. It's such a human-centric story. Yeah, really. When you think about, like, the grand scheme of races across the galaxy in Star Wars, we sure see a lot of humans. And I also, like... I'm, oh, I can't, actually, I have an answer for this question. The Chiss. <gasps> well, I mean, technically, we have Thrawn, but yes, if we if he, if we had more Chiss, which, even in the books, we don't have a lot of Chiss, only because they're so, you know, xenophobic if you will. Apparently everything in the galaxy is fucking xenophobic. Everything that's really cool is xenophobic. And, like, but yes, to spotlight... Oh my gosh, Ash, thank you. Like, I can't believe I ignored it just because I was, uh, you know, with Thrawn, but the Chiss Ascendancy. Yes. I mean, they set it up... If you, if you guys haven't read Thrawn or Thrawn uh, Alliances... Alliance, I, yeah. Yeah, Thrawn Alliance. I can't... It's been it's been a minute. They they kind of set up the Chiss ascendancy in that, and I hope that's something they follow through on. I know I know we're getting a third Thrawn novel this year. Um, I think I think this summer actually, uh, and I would love to see more Chiss. So I think it would be a great like spinoff movie. It would just kind of be out there a little bit crazy, but it, Disney would be dipping their toes way too much in the Yuzhan Vong waters. Uh, but it they could leave it still super vague. Uh, what if, or what are your feelings on if they created a movie for the Outbound Flight? That'd be really cool. Outbound Flight. <clears throat> that would be, like, the manipulation that Sidious put into it, uh, the fact that the team's up with Thrawn, everything that kind of went on it, the fact that, you know, uh, the Jedi that was on board with that thing trying to escape went, like, nuts. Like, that whole deal and everything being stopping to kind of make sure that they don't make contact with the far outsiders like that that would be kind of an interesting one-off movie to to see no that needs to be a live action netflix series with a hallway fight there you go absolutely (laughs) i agree to that. there you go you could change it up slightly to make it a little bit you know there but outbound flight i think that would be a great movie or series yeah yeah we could get the jedi whose name i still can't pronounce (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. I know, I, I can't remember every single little bit of the Outbound Flight, but if you're a Thrawn fan, if you're a Chiss fan, then you're kind of like, absolutely, like, you get to spotlight the, the Chiss Ascendancy, spotlight yeah. Thrawn as like a major player in it, and it's 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 good to go. So with with, uh, with that kind of being said, though, Ash, uh, we want to thank you for being on today. We, we kind of wanted to... You know, let the audience know uh, what you've been up to uh, in kind of like spotlight again where where they can find you and everything like that. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I always love talking about Star Wars. Uh, if you want to find more of what I'm up to here on this wonderful thing we call the internet, I have a Star Wars podcast called the Skyhoppers Podcast. Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are. Uh, are found and you can also find us on twitter at sw skyhoppers each week we talk about a random thing from the star wars universe uh last week we talked about dark empire uh one of the uh star wars legends comic books and uh i think this week we're talking about Iden versio from battle f- or from uh, inferno squad so you know we get a good spectrum of topics both new canon and old uh i also have another podcast called the safari zone where i talk about pokemon so if that's your thing go to uh, safari zone pod on twitter and you can also find us wherever podcasts 
are found over there, which is the Safari Zone podcast. And I also am a contributor for ButWhyThoughPodcast.com, which is the lovely community that uh, we're all a part of. And um, I write over there and I write about anything and everything from, you know, Mary Poppins to Mamma Mia to, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and comics and books and all that stuff. So. It's we didn't good- get to talk about the Mary Poppins moment that happened in The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Poppins? Anthony's- yes. <laughs> we totally could have referenced the meme of her just kind of like, you know, sailing through the air and then shooting like uh, often in warp speed to cut through, you know, the uh, I think I, th- yeah. I think what this proves is that, you know, Disney made Mary Poppins, Disney owns Star Wars, so Mary Poppins is a Jedi. I think that's what this confirms here. Right, but the, the only the only thing that was terrible about it is the fact that, you know, like, they didn't have Michael Rucker. Just in the back, you just hear him in the distance like, I'm Mary it, Poppins, Mary- y'all! <laughs> yeah, Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> but that's the thing, they had to have a Mary Poppins in all three of their canonized universes. Exactly. They have, they have one in the they main do. Disney universe, they have one in the Marvel universe, yep. and now they have one in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. <laughs> See? It's great. So we got it in there. Thank you, I appreciate it, Ash. There you go. <laughs> Brought it up, we made it happen. Yeah! <laughs> I couldn't get through a podcast without talking about Mary Poppins, apparently. Um, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at on the internet. Uh, oh, my personal Twitter is at AirSatsAsh if you want to follow that. What? But I uh, don't know why you would. It's kind of a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the half the fun. It's kind of like the chaos that was Legends back in the day. Yeah. I mean, if you want to see the madness that is my brain, go to at AirSatsAsh on Twitter. <laughs> and of course, we'll we'll link everything in the description below on, on our social media. And Check the doobly-doo. Yeah. So again, thank you very much, Ash. We really appreciate it. And we can't wait to, you know, come over and, and talk some Star Wars with you guys on your channel too. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. And don't forget if you're listening to us on one of our many podcast platforms, whether that be Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, or iTunes, you can also find us and great content over on YouTube. And now we are proud to announce that we have officially joined the But Why Though community. Head on over and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and any of the other social media listed down below. Make sure you check out the Ready Comics Roll Discord channel, where you can talk with the Ready Comics Roll crew and other rollers. We can discuss Star Wars Legends, canon, and anything else under the sun. Also, don't forget to follow us over on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. I think Anthony's playing SWOTOR. And if you'd like the Force to be with us, head on over to Patreon and become a subscriber today.